hey Lamont, what are you what are you doing? Oh hey Leia, I'm looking up "Kiss Me" Irish shirts for St. Patrick's Day. Hmm. I don't know. You're not Irish. Kind of seems like false representation to me. You know. You know. You're right. Hey, Leia, um, what are you doing? Um, now I'm looking up Kiss Me, I'm Irish shirts. Um, wait, what was that about false representation? Actually, I just got my DNA test results this week, so turns out my dad was part Irish. Hmm. about compassion and i'm leia this is another episode that i have no idea what we're talking about beforehand and you're tuning into the, the lamont in leia podcast <laughs> so it is march people and we are a few weeks into march today is the 13th which is actually daylight savings time is so it? if you have not turned back your clocks yet, make sure to do so. Interesting. Wait, just kidding. Just kidding. We're springing forward, right? I think so. We're doing something. Uh, yeah, clocks so... are clocks are changing, people. Clocks are changing. So one hour, <laughs> one hour forward. Alright. Um, if you guys didn't know, March is National Women's History Month. Interesting. And and it's National Dolphin Awareness Month. And if you didn't know, Dolphins are my spiritual animal, so <laughs> that's why I was like, I'm definitely talking about this. <laughs> Some other things that stood out to me is March 14th, National Pie Day. Mm -hmm. So that should be fun. Try to engage in that if that's something you're interested in. Um, March 15th, the Ides, the Ides of March. So I'll be watching V for Vendetta. <laughs> Um, March 17th is St. Patrick's Day. Mm -hmm. I'll be wearing my kilt at home. Rocking my kilt. <laughs> Rocking my kilt. And I guess uh, I'll, I'll be wearing a Kiss Me I'm Irish shirt now. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> March 19th is National Let's Laugh Day. I've never heard of that one. I thought it was intriguing, so I was like, I'm going to talk about this one. Okay. And March 20th is the first day of spring. So Yay. spring is right around the corner. And March 23rd is the day that my mother was born, but it's also National Tamale Day. So happy birthday, Mom. Oh my goodness, I totally forgot both of our moms were born in March. Oh yeah, they're both Aries. Yeah, that, yeah right. I completely forgot that. My mom's birthday is on the 17th, so St. Patrick's Day. So what are we talking about today, Lamont? So today we are talking about cultivating self-compassion. Mm -hmm. And to help us do that, I was able to get two guests. Two, two. guests. Two. Oh so our first guest is a YouTuber. She has a degree in industrial organizational psychology. She's the author of The Needs Language, Bringing Balance and Belonging in Dating. Her name is Nicole Schur. Okay. And our second guest is a youth development specialist. He's a motivational speaker, a fellow podcaster of the semi-social life of a black introvert. And his name is Aaron Whitfield. That is a great title. That is a great title. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Um, let's go get them and let's get started because, yeah, I still don't know what we're talking about, so... All right, let's go again. I need your help. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Welcome, Nicole and Aaron. Thank you guys for joining us on the Lamont and Leia podcast. Wonderful to be here. Thank you uh, for having me. Uh, I look forward to the conversation and the dialogue. I am super excited. I've got to meet three amazing people this morning, or <laughs> kind of almost morning. And what a great way to start the day. 
Yeah, it is. Would you both take a moment to introduce yourself to our listener and viewer audience? Nicole, why don't you go first? And then Aaron, you can follow Nicole. Okay, so my name is Nicole. I am the author of The Needs Languages. It's how our personalities communicate. Uh, and I, we have three booklets out right now currently. We have this the background of this is the dating booklet, The Needs Language, Bringing Balance and Belonging in Dating. And then we have The Needs Languages for parents. It's the needs language, bring balance and belonging for in parenting. Then on Valentine's Day, we had one for romantic relationships. And that's the needs language, bring balance and belonging in romantic relationships. We'll have one out for the workplace soon because again, personalities communicate. Right. I have my undergrad in just a general, but minor in business and um, conflict resolution. My master's is in, and I will not repeat this again, industrial organizational psychology, because you need a degree to say it or spell it. So I will say IO going forward. <laughs> and um, I'm a big component person for DEI, especially disability um, equity. Uh, and I'm not going to go into that right now, but our disability com community, it crosses all genders, all races, all ages. And so for me, I'm a big DEI person on that. And that's part of the reason why communication is so vital and crucial to me is we learn how our personality communicates and we become balanced, then we are able to create our belonging and we're able to listen to the other person, resolve conflicts and have a happy life, which is one of Manslow's hierarchy of needs. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my name is Aaron Whitfield. I am an educator and motivational speaker, also owner of uh, Mufali LLC, which houses my podcast, which is the semi-social life of a black introvert. Um, and pretty much I am someone who just believes in the positivity and the empowerment of people. Uh, the pe Each person has the ability to, to create change, uh, whether it be change in someone else's life or change within their own lives. And so um, I'm excited to be on this podcast. I have this conversation with the three of you all and definitely see where it goes. Awesome. Excellent. Thank you, guys. <laughs> all right. Leah, are you ready to jump, jump in to the topic? Let's do it. Let's go. Okay, so um, when people say self-compassion, what are they talking about? Hmm. You want to go first, Aaron, or you want me to tackle that go one? Go ahead. Well, you, you can tackle it first. Are you serious? You think I'm a football player here? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, before I tackle self-compassion, self I have got my, my partner and their family love football, and I have told them that they need to change the outfits to football players wearing tutus with cat backpacks. I have almost been kicked out of the family. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, oh my he goodness. is like, yeah. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, they need the cat backpacks. A little kid. So um, self-compassion is not doing that, of course, um, <laughs> to your football players because they need protective gear. Um, <laughs> <laughs> self-compassion is when you are kind to yourself and you are aware. You're aware of who you are and what you need. Um, and you allow that space for that. And when others come in and judge, you are okay. You're okay with the, you're like, this is who I am. Like I, I had spoken a little bit with, with all of you um, beforehand and said, I'm an IV, I'm an important value. Well, sometimes important values are like, it can be really driven, really focused. And then the next minute they're like, oh, puppy, there's a puppy. And you're like, oh my gosh, we almost have to, what happened? Are you kind of dingy? I have to have compassion within myself when the judgment comes and understand this is who I am. This is awesome. I have to have compassion within myself when I get too driven and know that maybe I may be struggling with sleep because my mind is going 90 miles an hour and know what my tools are for, for taking care of myself. And then if I can't give myself compassion, I'm not able to give others compassion. Mm -hmm. So it's really learning how to be skillful to give yourself that, that compassion. You have to have skills and tools in your toolbox. It's like, if I go out to the, my car and I'm not a mechanic, trust me, it would be, it, I could have a funny story on that one. And I don't have the proper tools to fix it. If I'm going out to my car with a hammer, a hammer is not going to fix a broken taillight. It will break it more. 
-hmm. And so self-compassion, you have to know what the tools are and what you need to be able to provide that for yourself. I love that. Um, Aaron, did you want to expand? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, when I think of self-compassion, I think of the word grace, um, being able to give yourself grace. Um, I know in life, you know, we, we strive for perfection, uh, but I think when you have self-compassion, you strive for purpose. Each day does not hold perfection, um, but each day truly does hold purpose. And there's purpose not only within the highs, but also within the lows and the middle grounds. And so self-compassion is the ability to give yourself grace, but also saying, it's okay. It's okay. I, I tried my best. It's okay. I made a mistake. It's okay. And how do you turn that moment of acknowledging you're okay, turn that moment of your be, I always say turning your moment into momentum. Now, how do you use that moment as momentum to really get not only through the day, but still accomplish your goals um, and still be the best person that you wish to be? And so self-compassion is a lot about just giving yourself grace, room to breathe, being okay within your moment. Um, that's how I view self-compassion. Excellent. Very nice. So Leia, you were saying like when we first got in, like, what are we talking about today? I don't remember this. Like, I don't know anything about it. Um, but I feel like you do. Um, maybe like it just hasn't like been laid out for you like this word. So now that you've heard a couple of people talk about it, like, have you experienced this in your life? Have you, um, heard about it maybe like does it ring a bell like what's coming up for you yes actually i would refer to this as going easy on yourself yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in i guess a few more words <laughs> um but yeah i mean i think you two did a great job we can end the podcast here uh thanks for <laughs> listening um Done. I almost want Leah to do a theme song on self-compassion. I heard her <laughs> humming and singing when I came on and it was so joyful. I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to hug this girl. <laughs> so I tell this to people all the time and it was about the positive words that you were just saying. We, um, we celebrate like Martin Luther King Day or we'll celebrate like Martin, uh, Mother Teresa or we'll celebrate people in history like Gandhi, but we never celebrate Martin Luther King Mom Day or Martin Luther King, mm. King Teacher Day, or Martin Luther King Dad Day, or Mother Teresa Auntie Day, or, you know, Gandhi Best Friend Day, or Gandhi Wife Day. If it wasn't for those people who spoke into their lives, they wouldn't have been able to do what they did. Those people are just as powerful or as influential as Mar Martin Luther King, as Gandhi, as Mother Teresa, as Rosa Parks as the other people in history who have done amazing things to so the little girl who threw herself on the Capitol for the Capitol crawl um, with disabilities who got who started the ADA, ADA Act in 1990. And we have to realize that we look at these big these people who have done these amazing things in history and and think, oh, you know, that's how we change the world. No, it's just one little spoken word. And we could be that one person that mm -hmm. speaks that one word into that person to change them to go be that person that changes the world. So not one word can be wasted. Yeah. And that's what Leigh and I are hoping we're doing on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. it, it's, it's wonderful. I mean, because that's really the impact of people. You know, I don't know if we understand that each day is you know, another opportunity to create that type of impact. You know, I think that our society almost suppresses us and it suppresses the individuality of, of who we are, of what makes uh, what makes all of us unique, um, our gifts, our passions. It, we are almost just conditioned to not express who we are as individuals, instead just conform to the group. But if we woke up each day and realized that we are special, we are unique, we are powerful, um, that we have enough love, enough heart, enough vision, enough wisdom to not only change someone else's life, but also open ourselves up to have our lives change just as we're doing on this podcast. It's not enough just to be impactful, but you also have to have enough ability and, and vision want to be impacted. If we lived both impactful and impacted lives, 
we would have full lives. We we would we would accomplish this nothing that we can accomplish, not only within the power that we hold within ourselves, but within the power as you all are speaking, the group and community dynamic. You know, when I think of um, you know Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, um, any of those sort of figures, they were ordinary people pressed into doing extraordinary things. Martin Luther King didn't want to. Who who wakes up and says, "Hey, I want to fight civil rights today and have my life threatened," you know? Right. Or Rosa Parks, you know, it, it's who it, it, she took a stand by sitting, you know, and who, but but they saw an opportunity to create change, yeah. and, and they said, "I'm willing to risk it all momentarily for the greater good." And I think this also ties back into compassion. Yeah, absolutely. they didn't go about these movements perfectly but they did they went about them purposely yeah and that's what separates you know the the you know being too hard on ourselves and mm-hmm. and, and beating ourselves up versus hey i went about this in a purposeful way i tried my best and it's still a job well done well and a lot of people don't realize if it wasn't for people like martin luther king and rosa parks doing the civil rights movement the ada wouldn't have had such an impact in 1990. The civil rights not only did things for African-Americans, but they did amazing things for disability community. Mm-hmm. They got the ball, ball rolling. And I am very grateful because I have a learning disability. And if it wasn't for the civil rights movement, I wouldn't have some of the opportunities that I have. And so um, I am so grateful for that. I think your point is 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 incredible because it, it leads to, you know, self-compassion leads to else compassion. Right. You know, and, and what you have, what you give self, you you have to disperse it out to other people. And it shows that impact. It shows those kind words. It shows those actions. It shows the stickers. It shows the conversations about entrepreneurship. It shows the the it shows that because it, it comes from the heart. And so that's why self-compassion is so important because it's not just for you, it's for you to extend. Um, it, 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 encourages you, it encourages you to extend into the community, into your family, into your relationships, into friendships, into strangers, um, because those are the moments that I know have helped us all out you know, within this group, but those are the moments that turn our moments into momentum. And, and we need those moments to keep going um, throughout our lives. Right, right. Um, I love what everyone is saying so far. So I kind of want to jump back and say, like, if you don't, you can't give what you don't have, right? If you mm-hmm. don't have love for yourself, you can't give it to others. And so if I was going to sum up like self-compassion simply, I would say it's simply loving and accepting yourself. Yeah. Like at its basis. And then there's so much more involved, like all the examples you gave, Nicole, everything you talked about, Aaron, um, and then Leia, even going easy on yourself. That is definitely a version of that, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's to be to to love yourself um sometimes we could be told uh we could almost be humbled and humbled enough to feel shame about who we are um and, and like i said and not embrace how can we embrace like you said how can you embrace other people if you can't embrace yourself and so um but the practice of loving yourself and the practice of of the discipline of loving yourself um is you know, that, that's, that's giving yourself compassion in, in the best way because then you are able to extend it out uh, to other people. Yeah. When we learn balance within ourselves and the way we, and, and exactly when you love yourself, you're going to be balanced. Then you're going to be able to communicate and, and create belonging. And when you have people who are opposite of you who don't like to be seen and, you're, and you like to be seen, you can resolve that conflict because now you know how to communicate. And so that's another factor that plays into self-compassion um, is being aware of who you are so you're able to accept who you are instead of trying to change. One of the things that I've noticed is, and this is a good example of change, is we say, hey, let's get goals in. Well, part of the reason why people fail at goals is they may not be important. 
And what I mean by that is that it's not their personality mm -hmm. type. Important language is goals, but that may not be your language type because you may be a different, different personality. And so we've just put everybody in this box of saying, let's create goals. However, if like I could say that to my, my partner and they would look at me and go, um, no, I hate, no, I can't relate to that. But if I said, hey, let's put things in steps, but so you can achieve or you can obtain, not achieve, achievable, uh, important word, uh, so you can obtain what you would like to have. And they go, okay, we can do that. Rephrase it. And so that's also where awareness comes in because then you're able to accept. But when we were always forcing what our personality is, how our personality communicates, our ideals, our judgment, it makes it really hard for us to learn how to have self-compassion. Absolutely. I, you know, I think it's, you know, just almost to take what you said and, and um, you know, and, and um, see it from, you know, from my perspective too, where self-compassion is a, um, depending, culture plays a huge part of self-compassion. Culture and generations. I work with, um, with primarily students of color um, and, and a large number of first-generation American students. And so, and even myself being African-American, you know, what does self-compassion look like? Um, because, you know, if you have historically, if your culture or, or, or people within your, your, your group have historically not been in the position to have self-compassion because it's been more about survival and thriving, then self-compassion is, it can be relatively new. I've met so many people um, who are between 20 and 40 who are now embracing self-care, self-care that generations before we didn't talk about. We didn't because it wasn't about self-care, it was about survival. But now I think, you know, we have a generation, a generation in which the conversation such as this, how do we have self-compassion? How do we have self-care? How do we have boundaries? What does my mental health uh, look like? Like we have these conversations, the opportunity to have these conversations now because I don't think we've hit thriving, but we've, we've at least hit a point in which conversations and actions can occur at the same time. And so self-compassion um, for a lot of people can be extremely new, but just imagine if you establish it and have the discipline to establish it in your life and your generation, and you could pass an information along to your kids or, or, you know, your, 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 just within your community family, that would change so many outcomes and perspectives, um, and just establish that legacy of taking care of self. Would you say there's a lack of scarcity in people with self-compassion? And if so, what do you think contributes to that circumstance? And Aaron, you were talking about like survival, right? And um, self-care. And that kind of brought up a clip from Medea, um, which I found. And I kind of want to like just like show really, really quick. Absolutely. All right. <laughs> I'll allow it. I suppose. So this is from Tyler Perry's Medea Goes to Jail. And here's just a little clip. Let me explain something to you, honey. What? Did I ask for some me time when you were sending me to the store every five minutes to get you something to eat when you was born? In this clip, like, Cora is, like, thinking her hair done or her nails done or something. And she's like, Mom, like, I need some me time. And Medea's like, me time? What's me time? And that's that older generational of, like, I'm not taking care of myself. Like, I'm in survival mode. I have to take care of these kids. We have to keep going. We have to keep pushing. We got to keep hustling. And I think that is maybe one of the factors that might contribute to a lack of self-compassion. What other, like things might contribute to a lack of self-compassion for people? Well, first of all, you have to be balanced in it too. I mean, if you're if your kids are screaming and you've got to change a diaper, that's not the time for self-compassion or self-care. That's the time to take care of your kids. However, we also have lost a lot of community. And, you know, um, Gen X was the latchkey kids and cynical because we we were with the parents that worked all the time. Um, so I think that there's a lot of things that play a factor when our, our, our society is too busy. 
we, we are always on the go. We don't have community to work with each other. You know, um, when you have kids and you're a single mom or a single dad and you're raising all the time, you have to go to work. You have to have this, you have to have that. You, and you're barely surviving. Like Erin said, you're in trauma mode all the time, or you're in survival mode and another shoe drops. And you're like, oh my gosh, a uh, part of self-care and compassion is in my opinion, removing the negative energies and thought patterns from your not life and rewiring your brain and your subconscious mind. And there's several modalities to do that. And just even doing that kind of stuff and taking care. And I think a lot of it also can be fear. If you're afraid to face your traumas, you're afraid to face what's happened. Um, and by the way, thank you. I like Medea. I love I loved um, when he when uh, he first came out with Diary of a Black uh, a Mad Black. Oh my gosh, I watched that so many times, and I loved his uh, his one about the peace with the. I'll give you peace, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's such a great, that's a great quote. Aaron, did you want to um, expand on any of this? Yeah, yeah, I think um, you know is the influences, I, I almost see it as four C's that popped into my head. I think, you know, I spoke on culture um, and just um, how important culture is to self-care in, in, in terms of how culture dictates how you develop your own culture. And so if it's not um, something that, that you see you know, on a regular basis or within your own family structure, then it's going to be hard to sort of extend yourself self-compassion. So culture plays a huge role um, you know, culture slash environment, but also think um, our lack of communication. You know, we haven't really learned how to communicate self-compassion, self-care. Um, and, and now I think with, you know, with this generation with millennials and, and, and there's a communication involved in saying, hey, my job position is important, but so is my life purpose. I'm more important as a person. I'm more important than my position. It's always person versus position where in generations past is position over purpose. So just being able to communicate those needs and expectations and boundaries when it comes to self-compassion. Um, and, and I also think, you know, we speak on it, uh, we've spoken on it just briefly, but consumerism, you know, part of consumerism is that um, you have to go out and attain um, something uh, in order to make yourself feel whole. But really, you know, what you need is really on the inside of you. You know, all these other things don't really matter. They'll fade away. Um, but if you could search yourself and find the true value of yourself, the treasure within self, that is huge when it comes to being able to extend yourself, self, to extend self-compassion to you, but also extend compassion to other people. And so, um, you know, I think those factors definitely play a part. Absolutely, absolutely. I love that Nicole is giving you so much love while you're speaking. I saw her clapping and thumbs up <laughs> and stuff. I, I hope it wasn't distracting. That's what I was like. Oh, no, 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 no. It wasn't distracting. But what I'm hearing from the both of you guys is there needs to be a mindfulness when it comes to practicing Great word. compassion. Um, we have to take time to look how we are, what we're putting out in out there and determine is that okay or do i want to change that leah did you want to add anything um i guess you know your original question was like would you say there is a lack in people developing self-compassion i would i'd have to say yes now that i understand what we're talking about um <laughs> i would say that people i think someone mentioned it i can't remember who but we're like too busy mm -hmm. <laughs> to take the time to do that and people will be like oh yeah well you know i had a self-care day i had a spa day but like i think that's related but not the same you know like yeah i can go and sit and get my pedicure done but that's not going to like change up here yeah. <laughs> you know um and i think if we would have a way to maybe slow down a little bit and take the time to assess things it might be able to like develop a little better um yeah <laughs> leah 
I agree with you. I think, you know, we see, we see self-care and self-compassion as external, you know, when really it's internal. It's, um, I think we live in a, in a, um, what's the phrase, you know, I'm gonna chase the bag type of mentality. We're constantly, we're chasing the bag. That's the culture that we're in. That's the community Mm -hmm. that we're in. We're going to chase this external bag of wealth when really it is the internal bag of wealth. Um, I think, you know, when it comes to busyness um, and it ties into consumerism, we rely so much upon our eyesight and we devalue our insight. Mm -hmm. And so our eyesight tells us that we have to go to a specific destination, to a place in order to operate in self-care and self-compassion. And it looks like this, and this is the aesthetic of what it looks like, but really our insight it starts with our insight. If you close your eyes and search within self, that's really where your self-care and self-compassion is. It's internal before it's external. And so, um, you know, it, it all plays. We are in a busy society in which we are constantly moving, but getting nowhere. And so how do we move instead of moving externally? How do we take that trip internally and really figure out what we value? And, and I think we need to play more. As grownups, we're told we need to be yeah. grownups. And really, you know, like the stories I was talking about, it's play, it's giggle. You know, we need to, and we need to find what our play is. You know, right. what is your play? I'm going to tell you some people, their play is working on cars. You know, some people, their play is, but what is your play? And make it joyous. Even if it's work, even if it's like, hey, I want to write, I my play is encouraging people and telling them that they could be multimillionaires and figuring out new business ideas. I know that I get high off of that. I get high off of telling six and seven-year-olds or little kids how to, I I get high, that's my play. And I just feel so good by doing that, but that's who I am. And, you know, um, I, uh, that, that's my highs. Those are my plays. So it's like, a a lot of people don't understand this. We, the reason we don't remember our day-to-day stuff is because what our brain remembers is what's a heightened emotion. So we're going to either, we can either rewire our brain in joy or fear. So, and they have the same misery loves company. Well, why do you want to be, why do you want to be company with misery? We need to change that saying, in my opinion, to joy loves company. And I'm going to be be friends with joy. Mm -hmm. And so it's more of, in my opinion, let's find our joy. Let's go play. Let's go skip let's go find ways to um, just, and it's not, I I have no, I have no problem with drinking or marijuana or any of those kinds of things, but we rely too much on that to check out because we're so stressed. We're so busy and it becomes a place of a crutch instead of a place of, I just had a drink with my, my friend. Let's find a place of joy when we're playing and we're filling fulfilling our purpose food's not going to matter alcohol's not going to matter drugs aren't going to matter you know um having the next best purse isn't going to matter those things are going to fall away because we're going to be so in love with love itself and with people and ourselves that we're just going to be skipping through life and happy I, I love that, that you brought up play. Um, yes, episode 34, Cultivating Play, Lamont and Leo podcast. Check it out if you love haven't it. seen that one or heard that one um, to expand on more ideas of play. Exactly. I was going to say that. You beat me to it. Oh, I'm so sorry, I'll, Leo. I'll, it's okay. I'll link it. So make sure you guys check that out. Um, but I think we're we're slowly leading into um, like our next thing that we're going to talk about. But I think before we do that, oh, that is um, how we can develop better self-compassion. Um, but before we do that, I do want to take a little break. Um, let's get some water. Let's check in with everybody. And then we'll be right back. Cool, cool, cool. So, what are we doing today? Well, first of all, uh, can you please pick a random number between 1 and 250? Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, How about 
131. <laughs> I'm making a stink face for those who can't see. Can you pick another one? That one's boring. <laughs> okay. How about 72? 72. Let's see if it got better luck here. Ugh. That's boring too. Lamont. <laughs> pick hey. a better number. Hey. Those are two perfectly good numbers. There's no such thing as better number and poor number. They're all just number. I would disagree today. <laughs> all right. How number. about... I'm trying to think of a song. Because the 72 one was like Ed Sheeran's song, I think. <laughs> um... Oh, wait. Wasn't it like 60? I don't know what he said. I don't know. But why not 63? 63. Come on, 63. Come on, 63. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. All right, Lamont, today we're going to be playing Would You Rather. <laughs> I found a list on parade, parade.com. Yes, parade.com. 250 Would You Rathers. Uh, number 63 says, Would you rather solve world hunger or global warming? <gasps> that is so hard. That I know. So I know. I'd rather people be fed. Mm -hmm. But that, mean, that could possibly mean the end of the world. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so there will not be people. So I don't know. So you know what? Why don't I solve world um, warming first or global warming first? And then I will solve world hunger. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so that there is a world to feed. <laughs> right. It's, can't feed a world if there's not a world to feed. Um, I would probably solve world hunger first, personally. Uh, just because I feel like that is probably a lot easier solvable. And when people are hungry... They can't be focusing on global warming. <laughs> I was thinking that too. It would be easier. But hey, how about I solve one and you solve the other and then we're done. There we go. This is what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, and in case you were wondering, uh, 72 said, would you rather have Angelina Jolie's lips or Jennifer Aniston's hair? And 131 Neither. said... Would you rather steal Duchess Megan or Duchess Kate's style? I was like, <laughs> Well, there's our answer. Thanks for participating. Let's get back to our topic at hand. All right. So we are back. I hope everyone had a great break. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that little activity and also the ad if you're listening on our uh, audio podcast. Uh, but now that we're back, I want to talk about um, how we can develop better self-compassion uh like what are some things that people can uh do in their lives change or even just like add into like their daily everyday things they do uh to develop that yeah aaron do you want to go first yeah i think um Nolay, i think you said something earlier about um and i can't remember the exact phrase but like not being so hard on self yeah um and i think you know at least from my perspective in my 20s i was so hard on myself the world was very black and white i was either it was either right or wrong i was either high or low and i didn't learn how to embrace the in-between and um i would go back to what you said um it is giving yourself a bit of time to breathe giving yourself um, extending yourself, as I, as I mentioned earlier, grace, grace, life is not perfect, but you have to find the purpose in each day. Um, this is, it, it, society almost conditions us to be in the rat race. Um, I was just writing down, um, you know, how do you operate in a position of strength when society tells us to work on our positions of weakness? You know, we are constantly told about our weaknesses and things that we're not doing, that we almost have to change our perspective and see ourselves as people of strength. And it starts with self. It starts with self. I do, you know, I work on affirmations. Um, 
affirmations each day? Can I can I tell myself something each day that will not only change my life but ch- help me and encourage me and change the lives of other people? Um, understanding what my strengths are each and every day. You know what what do I do well? I know I am creative. I'm talented. I'm very intelligent. I'm a visionary. Um, these are things that I can go into and wake up each day and understand this is what I bring to the table, not only for myself to consume, but for other people to enjoy too. And so having really a, a very, a strength mindset of putting ourselves in positions of strength definitely help um, when it comes to self-compassion. And, and I think we touched on it prior too, self-care, self-care. Do something, celebrate those moments. We often celebrate graduations, we'll celebrate marriages, but there's a whole lot of in between, you know, graduations and marriages. You know, what did you do today that is celebratory? I tell my students, you know, um, when we talk about celebrations, like, can you go out and go get a cupcake? You know, what about a cookie? You know, what's your favorite bag of chips? You know, what what is it? What is, what is it? You know, because you deserve that every day deserves something to throw yourself a party for. So throw yourself a party and just, and, and give yourself that room to grow and that room to smile, that room to share, that room to laugh. I like that. That's yeah, good. <laughs> I like that too. And yeah. um, I would call that practicing forgiveness, right? So everything that you were talking about, like practicing forgiveness, um, making sure that you aren't hard on yourself when you are, um faced with setbacks um that you're gentle in confronting those shortcomings right and maybe one way to practice that is maybe have a little sticky note like on your computer or on the side of your desk or in your wallet saying like hey this is just a reminder that you're awesome so an affirmation like you were saying that you got this and be gentle with yourself like there are days that aren't going to be easy and it's okay or however you want to like incorporate mm-hmm. that in your life. That's just one idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It is. It is starts. It has to start somewhere, you know. And so you have to speak your own language, and my language may be different from someone else's language. You know how I my phrase may be different from from Leia's phrase, but can we speak to ourselves? I know we um oftentimes we don't like to admit that we talk to ourselves, but we should. And we should have those type of dialogues and conversations as to, uh, as I call them self-assessments. Where am I at emotionally right now? Where am I at physically? How do I feel? Let me do a, let me do a, a check over where I am and how can I proceed? How can I proceed? Each day can be different. And so honoring our be moments or moments in which we can just be, not just being in the past or in the distant future, honoring our be will help us appreciate who we truly are in the moment. Yeah, and that's that's another way, everything that you just said is another way to practice being mindful. Yep. Like checking in with how, how I am emotionally, spiritually, physically. Um, it's just other steps taking and being mindful. Absolutely. Um, all of that reminded me of the episode that we did. I can't remember what number it was, but it was with your friend, um, I can't think of his name. Uh oh. I hope he's not watching this one. <laughs> Yush. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, Yush. Was that was his name. One or yeah. Remember, gr- grateful or gratitude. Yeah. How to be more gratitude. grateful. Gratitude or whatever it was called. Yeah. Um. That reminds me. That all reminded me of that episode, which we'll link, of course. Absolutely. <laughs> if you guys want to check that out. Um. Yeah. Nicole, any thoughts? on how to start developing or um, yeah, steps to developing compassion for oneself if someone's struggling? Um, One of the things I would highly recommend is meditation. I know a lot of people really struggle with that idea because they're thinking, oh God, I've got to sit for 45 minutes and you know, there are five minute meditations out there. There's There's a new one that I've just discovered through the heart math um, is heartmath.org. And what they do is they do a heart brain co- coherence. Um, and Joe Dispenza and Greg Brennan have been talking about that. And I mean, I've been doing, I've been starting to do that. And there's research about, about the piece. 
that you can have. And that creates, when you have peace, when you're following the peace, you're, I mean, you're just like mellow, even when you have a hyper or very focused mentality. And it's also finding the things that work for you. You, before you can have self-compassion, you've got to know what you really want. What do you want out of the self-compassion? Um, yeah, you can do things, but I mean, I would highly suggest trying different things. Maybe meditation won't work for you. Um, and because you think it's going to, but it, you know, a two minute thing, maybe it's going to the gym because you're working out that energy. Yeah. And maybe the gym isn't going to work for you. Maybe it's walking, you know, walking, maybe it's a cat, maybe it's a dog, maybe it's a book, but it's really self-compassion is self-care. So it's finding what self-care works for you. It could be calling a friend, but really design it and I would highly suggest writing it out because when you write out what your plan is, you're going to follow it. If you just go, oh, I'm going to give myself self-compassion. And then all of a sudden a US UPS truck runs over your new package of <laughs> your fish oil that you need to make sure your brain is functioning properly. I'm just throwing something out. <laughs> and you are just like, I need that. My brain can never function properly again. I'm so devastated. You're on the floor crying, feeling so much self-hatred and you have no compassion, no compassion for yourself or anyone. You, and you've never written down your list. Now you don't know what to do. However, if you have a list, I share one more quick thing. Um, I, I, I am a, I a, a severe, very challenging childhood. And I could not find anything to be grateful for. And they all be grateful. And I would have days where there was nothing I could find to be grateful for. So I developed this thing called the base gratitude. What the base gratitude is, is you choose something that when you can't find anything to be grateful for, you, you basically write it down that this is what I will go back to to be grateful for. Mine was running water and flushing toilets. That was until I went to India. Then it became toilet paper and American toilets because I got deli belly so bad. I mean, it was like, oh, um, but I, I, it started to help me rewire my brain. And when you have trauma brain, I mean, like really bad trauma brain, or like Aaron talked about um, earlier, where you're just in trying to survive, this helps you. And there would be days where I could not find anything or when you're in isolation, because we were in isolation with the pandemic and some people still are. And people with disabilities got it even harder hit. And people with disabilities struggle with isolation, um, even more so um, than a lot of people realize. Uh, but I would go back to my base gratitude. Today, I can't find anything else. I'm going to be grateful for running water and flushing toilets. Today, I'm going to be grateful for running water and flushing toilets. And I had a little humor you know, component to it. And pretty soon, I had days where I could find more things I would be grateful for. So gratitude is huge. It helps with a lot more self-compassion. It helps with awareness, but writing that list down of what can I do to create that self-compassion and having that so that you can go to it because it might be that you can only get a cupcake that day, or it might be, you could only play your favorite song. I mean, mine is Epica Unleashed. I mean, it is just like power song with all these operatic high notes. Um, and, uh, it could be something so simple that you only maybe have five minutes for, or two minutes. It might be, you only get the first three words up. Um, so that's what I would suggest. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, that puts me in the mind of that list, like, which if you want to cultivate compassion or any skill, you have to be able or willing to practice it. You have to have a plan to practice it. Not, not at game time, not when things are going down, but before. So when it does go down, you can call upon that skill. I often tell my children like, hey, do basketball players, football players, soccer players, dancers, cheerleaders, whatever it might be, do they practice at game time? They're like, no, when do they practice? Before game time. So mm -hmm. at game time, they have that skill. 
So it, it's so important that we are finding ways before it gets too tough, before we get into that hard like headspace, so we can be able to call upon that and be like, hey, um, I need this and I need it right now. Yeah. No, Lamont, it's, it's, we were taught that practice makes perfect, but really it's practice makes purpose. You know, and, and so, you know, it's that daily routine. It's that list Nicole spoke about. It's the, it's the, uh, it's the appreciation of practice that you spoke about and, and how that helps each day seem purposeful, how that makes our lives seem purposeful. Um, and so, you know, having, I don't like to say a routine um, because that seems like work, but I would <laughs> just say, um, you know, that investment. You know, that investment, that self-investment, you know, that that's going to go a long way to creating a habit and, a, and an appreciation of self-care and self-awareness. Um, I think it's time for us to wrap up. But before we wrap up, Aaron, that, um, that saying, I was hoping that Leigh and I could steal it from you. What did uh, I say? That, um, what was it, Leigh? What did I say? It was the... Um, <laughs> Practice makes oh, yeah. purpose. Yeah, practice. Kelly and I have yeah. that. Yo, take it. Yeah, why not? All right, new Lamont and Leia sticker. Practice <laughs> makes perfect. <laughs> there we go. I'll get started right away. <laughs> Put that mug on t-shirt. Oh, no, no, practice makes purpose, not purpose. Yeah, practice purpose. makes purpose. Yeah. Put it on t-shirt. Yeah. Put on a sticker. <laughs> Cute. I love it. All right. Thank you guys for coming today. Thank you for speaking with us. Two great dynamic personalities. I love the conversation. If people wanted to get a hold of you and wanted to talk to you about this subject or any other subject, what would be the best way for them to contact you guys? Um, check me out on my website. Um, it's I am, I'm gonna spell it out for you. It's I-A-M-M-U-F-A-L-I. I am Mufali.com. Mufali stands for music, fashion, and life. Three things that I am all about. Um, and so that's where I have my blog. I also have my uh, my podcast, which is the Semi-Social Life of a Black Introvert podcast, which you can find on Apple, Google, any major uh, you know podcast streaming. Um, I am you know excited about venturing out in 2022 and doing uh, professional development, professional development series and motivational speaking. So if you want me to speak to your class, to your corporation, to your college, or just you individually, uh, reach out to me. I'm also on, um, Instagram, um, at black introvert podcast. Um, and so contact me there. I'll reach back and, um, yeah, I look forward to hearing from you all. Um, so I have, my website is called the seven candles. Um, and you know, that sounds kind of weird with you have the needs languages, but I kept it as the seven candles because I want everybody to have their candle, you know, flaming because when our candle is flaming, you know, we are shining, we're all shining. So it's the seven candles and that's my website. I have a Facebook under the seven candles. You can reach me there. And I have books on Amazon, the needs language. Bringing Balance and Belonging in Dating, which is my back cover here. I have the needs language, Bring Balance and Belonging in Parenting. And then a Romantic Relationships book came out. The needs language, Bring Balance and Belonging in Romantic Relationships um, came out for Valentine's Day. And then we're having one come out for the workplace. So it's about how our personalities communicate. You can find them all on Amazon. Nicole Schur is the author. And... Uh, just contact me and figure out, we can figure out what your needs languages are and how your personalities communicate. I, I do also speak at events. I'm in the Northwest, Portland, Oregon, uh, and going from there. And I'm a big uh, DEI person. Mine's more on disabilities and equity around that. That's where my, my focus is. Uh, I think that covers a lot of territory. So I hope I said that. I hope I said that in an equity way. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and as always, we will have all of the uh, talked about links and profiles and everything, websites in our show description. So you guys can go ahead and check those out. Well, thank you. Thank you. This was beautiful. Thank you so much for this. Mm -hmm. You guys are amazing. And I am so glad you're doing this. Um, 
Yeah, you guys, thank you, thank you. In a few sentences, is there a message that you would like for people to know from your heart? It doesn't have to be about what we talked about today. It can be anything, just like a general little quick thing that you want people to remember. Whichever one of you want to go first, you can. <laughs> or you can think about it for a second. <laughs> you know, I, um, I just want people to know that you are special. Um, you are a person of purpose and that you deserve to be cared for and especially by self. Mm. And so, you know, let's approach each day, not less getting through the day, but getting to the day, having the vigor, having the passion to attack each day with purpose and love. Um, show love to yourself, show love to individuals in your community, those who are around you, those you know, and those you don't know, and let's create some life-changing impact because you have that power within. And so, um, yeah, I just encourage you all to pursue each day with passion, love, and purpose. Thank you. Awesome. You know, as you were talking, Aaron, I was thinking of Barney, you're special. I know that sounds so horrible, <laughs> but you know, I mean, that song was really a good, I mean, it was a good song and I mean, his tail was dangerous because you didn't, you were like, oh my gosh, is he turns, are you going to get hit? But I mean, the, the whole, the whole theme of that was really good. And sometimes we're like, we don't, we don't understand because we're like, oh God, we don't want to hear that song, but it is, you are special. You're the only one, you're the only one of you, you know, and there's nobody like you. You're that piece of the puzzle and you fit in society. And if you're not doing self-compassion and self-care, your piece is going to have a harder time fitting in. You're going to try and shove it somewhere where it doesn't belong. You may try and be a corner piece when you're really a middle piece. It is okay to be you. Find your balance within yourself where you are aware, where you are not overpowering others, but you are complementing each other and take care of yourself and realize you are unique and amazing and my whole thing is I, I'm a big person that I hope when people are, that they encounter unconditional love or divine love or however they see that the way that they're designed to so that they can walk in the fullness of their purpose. That is my heart's desire for everybody. Because when you encounter love the way you're designed to, there's, there's nothing like it you know, you know, you know, yes. and that's really what it's about because everything else will come together. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just feel like you told the story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I just recently got married and that was definitely like, we knew. <laughs> Love that. Awesome. Um, so thank you both again for joining us. Thank you for, um, well, teaching me about a bunch of stuff that I didn't realize. <laughs> um, and yeah. We hope to have you back. Yeah. So, Absolutely. Um, Love to come back. Love all right. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you everyone for listening and watching. And we'll see you in our next episode. Today's life lesson is it's okay to say no. Are you one of those people who struggle with saying no? If so, I just want to take a moment to affirm you and let you know that it is okay for you to say no. If you're a parent, I encourage you to let your child say no, not only to things that they don't like or don't want, but to you. Don't take it as a personal attack. Honor their boundaries of appropriate. If it's not appropriate, affirm their feelings. Let them know that you understand that they don't like it. You understand that it's something they don't want to do right now or they're not comfortable with. It is okay for them to feel that way and communicate it with you and redirect them if inappropriate without harsh or angry tones. If you're able to do this, I believe your child will thrive in their lives 
And that is today's life lesson. This has been the Lamont and Leia podcast. Created by Lamont Damon and Leia Nakahiki. Special thanks to our guests, Nicole Schur and Aaron Whitfield. This episode's topic was brought to light by Lamont Damon. This episode was edited by Leia Nakahiki. Special thanks to Dream Wars for our music. Let us know what you thought of our show or give us some topic suggestions by sending us a message on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. Speaking of Facebook and YouTube, did you know you can also watch our podcast? Links to both can be found in the show description. If you like what you heard today, please consider supporting our podcast. Check out our Anchor page for more details. And again, thank you so much for listening. Catch you in a few weeks. Catch you on the flip, bro.